Dave for breakfast. 50 years of Port Hedland. Welcome back to a new episode of the Historic Headland podcast on the Listener app. And Melbourne Cup this week has prompted me to catch up with Arnold Carter once again, uh, who has been uh, a member of the local uh, horse racing community up here for many, many years, so much so that he's a life member not only of the... um, the Port Hedland Turf Club, but also the WA Turf Club uh, as well. Arnold, thanks for joining us again. Um, to horse racing didn't always uh, start with an organised turf club in Hedland. It was uh, somewhat, some people may say, picnic meetings back in the day where the station people would come in and just race against each other and, and make a day of it. Is that about right? Well, uh, your clarification and... Uh specification is pretty well spot on because in those days when we first started uh, when I first started that was in 62 uh, all the horses were bred in the Pilbara. Station horses? Yes because they did not allow other horses that had been taken down south and had been taken to good stallions and send the mare back here and then they, of course, had a better strain of racing than the local ones did. Uh. And, of course, they used to win all the races. So mm-hmm. then they invoked, no, it's district bred. So every horse that raced in those days was all station horses, and they all had to be bred above, and they were all mainly used by the uh, parcelers. As a matter of fact, you, you would see them come in for the race weekend. It would be a weekend, because, oh. because the girls would come in, they'd do their shopping, they'd be frocked up, they'd be... I mean, back in the day, that we there was even the the race ball in those days, wasn't oh, there? We 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 used to start the evening off on Friday with a cocktail party, yes. and and then the Elder Smiths or Dalgettys, either one or two of them, mm-hmm. would take over the sponsorship of the ball, and uh, whichever one had the sponsorship had a tremendous cocktail party, mm-hmm. and it was an open slather uh, mainly to all people from the uh, stations. And for any people who's mixed up with races, the horses used to come in and they used to all be stabled right here behind your name, down here at the Esplanade Hotel. And the bar was up the front and all the horses were just behind it and they were all in, in stables down there. And uh, the ones that uh, couldn't get stabling there, they used to go down and stable on the uh, race course itself. On the oval. On the oval. And the Aboriginal boys used to stay with them. They mm-hmm. used to ride them in and stay with them until the race. And when the race were on, the Aboriginal boys used to ride them. So the current turf club, or the turf track, uh, which goes around the rings around the McGregor Street Town Oval, has that always been the venue for the races? Yes, certainly has, yeah, yeah. Always has been. uh, So how did that come about? Just someone someone decided, well, I'll get a grader and I'll grade an an oval track. Well, I think that the main thing that there was, uh, there was the, the facility that people with horses wanted to be near the ocean. Yep. They wanted to be near and the ocean. And still have some place where there was grass so they could they could uh, feed the horses when they got in from the stations. Yeah, yeah. And, and that was an oval. That was, uh, I've got some uh, historical stuff I'll show you on that, where that oval was actually owned by the Turf Club. Mm-hmm. I have got the title deeds mm-hmm. here. And it was given to us by the government as a race course for that specific table. And it was only in the fact is that when they got down to the details of the leases that they, we were not using it enough. 
for the time for the oh. for the use of the oval. So then we came across to the Shire, which I'll show you later on, yep. Dave. And uh, and that's how we become to own it. And that from that we established our owners, our things that we used to have to have it available for other uses at the same time. So it became we, a mixed use town oval. We could not do it as a club. We only had eight or nine people as a club. Yep. So we could not do the justification. So we thought, well, the only way to do it, and we couldn't maintain it because we had no money. The money that we come in was run by rattles and barbecues. Yep. There was no subsidies at all from the WATC, not a razo. Oh, we'll get to that very shortly. But yeah. so in the, I mean, you've been involved with you know, for over fifty years now, coming up to sixty years involved. Uh, and as we, we said, it started off for want of a better term as a picnic race meeting for oh, a week, a weekend coming time. How many? When did that all change? When did it become a regular habit so that we had more than one race meeting a year or a season? Didn't start till. Uh uh, let me see, not till the 70s. Okay. Until the 70s, even in the... And did then didn't WA Racing or the WATC get involved then yes. when we started getting uh, a, a race round, if you like? Once we changed the uh, conditions of racing and we per- permitted uh, other horses to come up from Perth, mm-hmm. changed the name from District Red to Open Class, mm-hmm. that was the clarification it was, we then uh, come under the jurisdiction of the WATC mainly for the breeding purposes yeah, okay. to make sure that those horses were bred down there and not up here. So they become involved. So then you had horses coming from outside the district. Correct. How far away did they come? Did they come? Did they come from the southwest? I bought seven up myself from Albany. There you go. That's all an awful way, long way. All the way from Albany. No? <laughs> all the way from Albany. Must have been confident. Did you have winners in there? Well, we had a very, very good trader that day. It's called Dixie Solid. Oh. And Dixie uh, was a very good trader. Yeah. Now, Dixie's uh, another one of your crew, the life yeah. member of the uh, the Turf Club. Yeah, um, he's a life member of the WATC too. Yeah. Very successful. Yeah, oh, great, great man. Now, the Richardsons were involved in racing as well, weren't they? Well, Richardson used to control racing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Angus Richardson, who was also the Shire president, mm-hmm. was also the president of the race club for mm-hmm. many, many years. And the, uh, the committee in those days uh, consisted mainly of people off the stations, mm-hmm. station owners. Yeah, well, they had a vested interest. Yeah, well, they used to run. They used to declare what types of races they're going to run. Yeah. And also whether whether your horses uh, had a few runs and it's fit enough to go to the 1,400 metres or whether it's going to go to the 1,200 metres. So the distances and values of the races were very, very strictly controlled by the... Uh, by the, uh, by the station owners. Uh, the pastorals. And the classic of the whole lot, Dave, you'd love to see this, is the is that in the, we first started state, uh, racing down there was before we had the starting barriers. Yeah. But in the, before that, the starting barriers, so we, just put we the used elastic, the elastic um, band yeah. used to be stood in front of it by one person, and in this case was a, a committee member and a very well-known person in Port Dillon. And the amazement of the value of the jockey to anticipate oh, yeah. the release of that was incredible. <laughs> incredible. Some of them were around the turn coming in to come in and collect the money and the others were just waiting for the bands of, 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 of the uh, of the uh, the, the But it was incredible to watch them 
So how long ago then, uh, given that we're uh, closing in on the, the close of 2022, how long ago was the first cup meeting for the Headland Turf Club? Uh, well, the first cup meeting was was run early in the piece. Dave, it was run under the name of Congdon. Okay. And Congdon ran their race club. But Congdon actually run the race meeting themselves, and it was also called the Cup, was run at Congdon, not at the race course oh, okay. down here. So that was a one day only, not two days, three days, four days. It was one day, it was a Cup meeting. Well, when did they move the, the Cup meeting into, into town then, into uh, Port Hedland? About 1960, about 1960, just before I got here. Okay. Yeah, before I got here. And uh, it was still out of town then. And uh, they used to also remember that prior to them having their race meeting in here, they used to have the uh, the uh, the uh, the grey was the one that supplied most of the mm-hmm. horses. And uh, they used to have the de grey stakes. Mm-hmm. And they uh, used to have mainly all horses from the de grey. And it, was, it wasn't a very competitive thing because it was only on the stability of who had the best horses. So, I mean, it, it's grown. Uh, it's always been a social thing. Oh, Horse racing, course, I mean, it doesn't matter whether you're in Port Hedland or you're in Dubai, it's a social oh, thing. And yeah. it brings together uh, the whole range of members of the society. It can be the the, uh, the night shift worker for you know, one of the, the small businesses in town. You could be stacking shelves in one of the supermarkets or you could be part of the hoi polloi. But it brings everyone together, the right. Turf Club. And that was a social day that uh, the, uh, the, 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 the way I was talking about social days was that uh, it doesn't matter who you were or what you were, you were entitled to be at that race meeting. And when you saw that some of those fellas that they rode horses without saddles, yeah. without saddles, just bareback. Bareback and, 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 and some reins, that'll do it. Yeah, and, uh, and racing, and, and, and they would not have, have any, any inclination of who the other horses were because they were all from the station. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there was no trials, and there was no take them into the barrier and let them out because the barriers didn't work. No, it didn't exist. And they only ever, ever got to start on race day. Yeah. So they never had any experience whatsoever. So I wouldn't have had experience with having a lucky bango off no, in front no, of them either. Not, 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 <laughs> not when you heard that buzz and half the horses went backwards and so forward. <laughs> the other thing that would have changed in time, other than the fact that we've gone from district class to open class horses, yeah. uh, then you've also had the change, obviously, in money. Obviously, 1966 was a change from pounds, shillings and pence to uh, decimal currency, but it would have changed in the stakes money as well. I mean, you said um, not so long ago that all the money that was generated for the purse had to be raised by the committee and within within the, the town or amongst the, the community. Has that changed apart from the, the value of the stakes is, or is it still the same? Because in the value of stakes that you used to raise for, you could only race for the amount of money that a sponsor or we Stumped have up. raised as a club. Mm. And normally they were around about 100 to $200. Mm. And the first uh, uh, Port Hedden Cup was a sovereign. Right. So that's going to show you how far back that one went. Yep. And that was all more or less like a, uh, a trial because it was only it was a race between three stations. 
So the, the last Headland Cup was run in 2021 yeah. because of 2022. There were some issues with um, groundworks and stuff at the at the, the current venue. So there was no racing in 2022. Do you recall what the stakes were for on Cup Day for the Headland Cup that 2021? In the Headland Cup of 21 had the stake of cash in hand, yeah. $50,000. Come a bit, come a fair way then, isn't it? Plus the cup. Yeah. Come so, a fair way. Oh, oh from 50 summers to 50. <laughs> and that's the thing that worries me a little bit. There's so much change going in between their, their, their neighbours as the standard of racing, the style of racing, the, the Calcutta's, which used to run down the Pier Hotel. They used to be big money raisers. Yeah, I remember running the Calcutta for the 2021, yeah. and they raised, they said, they, they well, we raised something like $15,000 a night, and said, that's the best we've had for years. Yeah, I said, well, okay. Yeah. Now the whole lot until the WATC come in and had a had, had a uh, had a dissection which is still in existence now is mm. the provincial yep. and uh, and and uh, and towns okay. provincial and country country is different to provincials yep. and then provincials is different to the town racing so there's three categories and each one has a different allocation of money. All right. Arna Carter joining us today, talking racing in Melbourne at Cup Week. Thank you very much for your time. My pleasure, Dave. My pleasure.